0: Welcome to the Real Estate Ventures Podcast. In this podcast, we will be speaking with various real estate and business professionals about real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and financial freedom. So, if you're interested in learning about real estate investing, then stay tuned and be sure to take advantage of the free tips and strategies that will be shared by our weekly guests. And now, your host, Penny Lubinsky. Hi everybody, I'm Penny and welcome to the Real Estate Ventures Podcast. Today I am not going to be interviewing anybody. I'm just going to be talking myself about due diligence, what it is, and why it's so important. Before we get started though, I just wanted to point out that really the point of this podcast, the reason why I'm making it, is to help people as much as possible start to get into real estate, start taking advantages of all the benefits that real estate has to offer and really help people get into the game. Therefore, I did create this ebook because I realized when I was getting started and I'm no professional by no means. I've done one deal, single family, and I'm on my journey to acquiring a multifamily asset. But when you're just getting started and you're having all the ideas and all these mindsets and all these All the knowledge being thrown at you sometimes it can be overwhelming and you cannot know where to go first what to do second what to focus on and it can feel almost like a juggling act and how do you take that first step what are the most important things to focus on so therefore what i did was i went and created this ebook and i put all that information in the ebook Um, in order to help new aspiring investors go and get into the game and really just outline for them uh, what to focus on first and what their priorities should be um, starting out. So in order to find this ebook, um, you can go to my website at plcapitalventures.com. You'll find the ebook there. You just got to put in your email address and you're going to get the free ebook. Just download it and it's yours to read. Um, Again, I just want to help as many people as possible get into real estate and Even if I'm a few months ahead of you and you're just getting started now, um, I'd love to be able to shorten your learning curve and help you get to where you want to be as quickly as possible. And that's what I'm doing. I'm learning from people that are ahead of me. I'm learning from people that have made mistakes before and that can shorten my learning curve. And essentially, I like to do the same thing for anybody looking to get into real estate, like to shorten the learning curve and help you get into the game as quickly and smoothly as possible. That being said, let's move on to the actual uh, podcast. All right. So we got due diligence. So what is due diligence and why is it important? What do we need to know about it? Okay. So due diligence is basically the time when you did a good job. You got the property under contract. Um, the next thing that happens is it you get the due diligence time frame. Basically, what that means is you put on your detective glasses. And you are expected to go through the property and really sift through all the findings, everything, and and just looking for anything negative or positive that you can find about the property. Most of the time, though, you'll be focusing to look out for the pitfalls, looking out for the shortcomings of the property or anything that you think that the seller wasn't honest about or upfront. Um, they may have given you certain projections as far as the rent, and then you know, you're going to check out the property and find out that it's just not so, or a certain condition of the property, and you're going to come and realize that, hey, the roof is you know way more damaged than, than I thought it would be. Um, you know all these kind of things again, like you can find something positive as well. Like, for example, there's this one guy I was talking to. Um, he had a hundred unit property under contract, and voila, he realized there was an extra unit that nobody ever spoke about. There was really 101 units. And you know, for him, that was just a wonderful present. Just realizing that he's paying for a hundred and getting 101, you know, that's not very often, but in general, you should be keeping an eye out for the positive along with the negative. Like you never, you came in with a business plan. Um, How is the due diligence going to change the business plan? Is it going to be for the better? Is it going to be for the worse? Do we need to cancel out of the deal? Can we still make this work? You know, How are we going to do this? So, all right. So what I did was I made a list of eight items that I just wanted to cover, walk through quickly. And I feel like if you have these eight, now again, there could be more than eight, but if you start with these eight, Um, It'll give you a good baseline for what to look out for during the due diligence time. All right. Number one, talk to your lender before getting it under contract. So this one is actually a really big one because so many people, and this is probably the number one reason that people don't close deals is because it falls out of contract in middle because they couldn't get the terms that they thought they were going to get from the lender what they're doing is they're projecting that they're going to get interest rates at a certain point and they're going to pay this and this rate and they just make up whatever terms that you know they they feel like they're supposed to get and then they actually go get the property under contract go to the lender or go to the bank or whoever it is that they're getting their financing from and they find out that they're getting totally different numbers totally different terms and that can kill a deal completely so what you need to do is you need to start networking with these Uh, mortgage brokers or lenders directly. Um, You need to start this as early as possible in the process and you need to get term sheets from them, figure out exactly what numbers you you need to punch in on your spreadsheet in order to get the returns that you feel that you can get in order to make the deal work. Um, And definitely do this as early as possible. You do not want to leave this for last second. Um, Again, this is the number one reason why deals fall apart. So definitely, I would say, honestly, before you even put in the offer or before you even start looking at deals, talk to mortgage brokers, figure out what you can expect and what seems reasonable as far as interest rate and all the terms. So that's number one. Number two, review every single lease. So this happens also many, many times. Um, You're going to get the seller claiming that the property is... 100% 100% occupied. And I mean, it would be naive to believe that it, it is actually so. But let's just say you you know do your underwriting with that 100% and then you're in the middle of due diligence and you figure out that there's five tenants that haven't paid. And then there's another five tenants that, that another five units that are actually empty. And then there's another one that has crazy damage. Um, this happens all the time. So you need to really get a hold of every single lease and figure out exactly who those tenants are, um, figure out when they're leaving, when their lease expires, what, what type of tenants they are, um, if it's the right class for you, um, and just see if, you're, if the uh, seller was honest with you about the occupancy level. Another thing to watch out for, which is sort of part of number two, um, is that many times the seller in order to make the property seem like it's more occupied than it really is. They're just going to pull in tenants literally off the street and they're just not, they're not going to do a good screening process. And they're just going to pull anybody in just to make it look like the, um, just to make it look like the property is uh, full. But in all honesty, they're pulling in really low class tenants and you're going to end up having a lot of problems with these people because you're going to have to evict them. You're going to be the one that's going to take over the property and you're not going to be able to make your collections on time and have a normal tenant class. So definitely, um, I would be very, very careful about the leases, go over every single lease and make sure that once you start the due diligence and once you start negotiating with the seller, make sure that you are involved with every single um every single tenant that they're bringing in from this point on. All right, let's move on to number three. Number three is make sure your lender approves the party doing the third party reports. So you're gonna have a lot of third party reports uh, going on during the due diligence. They're gonna be walking through the property. They're gonna be giving you all all sorts of reports and, and feedback and you're essentially are going to be giving this back to the lender to work with and they're going to require these reports. Now, a lot of times this happens and I've networked with lots of people that this has happened to, um, you're going to get the reports and you're going to give it to the lender and they're going to be like, oh, we don't feel this we don't deal with this company." And these reports are not good. You got to go find another company to go and do, do these reports. Now, as anyone would know, due diligence is stressful enough as it is and it you know, literally is is a really crazy time. And the last thing you want is to go have to pay another company to do those reports for the lender. So what I would do is I would ask the lender right up front, I would say, Hey, which third party companies do you feel comfortable with? Do you trust their work? Uh, Do you trust their reports that we can go and hire so that you don't make us do it a second time to get it right? So definitely that's another thing to uh, keep in mind. um, Because like I said, the time is is stressful enough and you just don't wanna add any stress, additional stress to that. Number four, you wanna get all conversations in emails. So um, during due diligence, you're gonna be running around, um, you know, you're gonna be really, really busy from phone call to email with a whole bunch of different people having a whole bunch of correspondence with with, your partners and the seller and the broker and the mortgage lenders and everything. And there's gonna be a lot of information that's passed back and forth um, constantly. And you in a a perfect world, like it would be great to be dealing with everyone that sticks to their word and whatever they say, you can count on and take to the bank. But in all reality, um, it's not always exactly that way. And for that reason, it's really important to get everything, um, I wouldn't say in writing, but definitely in emails because emails can be very easily tracked. And once you have that correspondence, once you have that dialogue, um, it makes it easier to come back later and say, hey, you promised me this, This is I'm gonna hold you to it. Um, And people won't be able to renege or take back what they promised or what they said earlier on. All right, number five, don't trust that the seller is disclosing everything. This is more of an overall concept. Um, this is something that like, it's more of like a general kind of thing. Um, the seller is trying to sell property and it would be great if he would be like, okay, look, to be honest, you know, the boiler is not working well and the roof is probably gonna need repairs in a couple years. And uh, this and this tenant is giving me a major headache. Uh, But in all honesty, they're not gonna do that. I mean, 99% of the time, they're not gonna do that. So it is literally up to you 100% to uncover everything. Um, Again, they are going to be responsible to give you the T12, the rent roll, you know, all the financials that you ask for. But beyond that, you cannot expect them to just come out and be like, oh, by the way, we are, we have been experiencing this in this issue. Um, I just wanted you to know about. So literally you are, as I mentioned before, you're your own detective. You got to figure everything out and nothing, absolutely nothing can be taken at face value. Like, oh my, oh, he said it. So it must be true. So absolutely nothing can be taken at face value and definitely do all your homework yourself and try to un- uncover every single rock possible. All right. Number six, know your market very well. And this include includes comps. So when you're underwriting a property initially, a lot of times you're going to do like a, a, a quick underwriting because as we know in real estate, these deals go on and off the market really fast, especially if they're a good one or if they're off market they're gonna get grabbed up really, really quickly. So you gotta move fast. So you don't really have time to do all the legwork upfront. It's more like do the initial underwriting, uh, make sure things pencil out, get the property under contract, and then during due diligence, you see if everything is 100% the way you expected it to be and exactly what your plan is for the property. Um, so very common is that you're gonna you know, use the comps, um, the comparables, that the seller is providing or the broker is providing, and sometimes that'll be in the ballpark. Some other times it won't. So initially, you're going to do a little bit like a, a surface level um, analysis on the market just to see what the comps are. Um, you know, for example. You know, they, they claim they're getting, you know, they can get 700 a unit and you're looking around, you're saying, yes, yeah, similar units in the area looks like they can get 700, but you did not really dive into it that deeply. So due diligence is the time to actually dive into that, like literally a thousand percent. You want to get into exactly how many square feet, exactly what area, how far this, you know, this subject property is from the comps. Um, what year was it built? What are the condition of the properties? What are their amenities? What tenant class? Like, you want to get into every single detail and you want to know exactly what your comps could be because, in most um, real estate, especially with multifamily, um, you're looking at, um, especially anyone looking to do a value add play, um, you're going to rely very heavily on raising the rents. And if you're off by, $50 per unit or $25 even per unit, that could be the difference between you you being profitable and not profitable. So you definitely want to really make sure that whatever you thought you're going to be able to get for rents in this market, you can actually get. And a good way to do this is to actually um, go down to those properties. Um, I've heard a lot of people do this, actually. Um, You pretend to be a tenant interested in renting there. So what you would do is you would just call up Um, the leasing office or you would walk in if you're local and you would just be like, okay, um, I'm looking to rent. How much would a two bedroom, one bath go for? Can you show me around? And is this dishonest? I don't know. Maybe everybody does it. And I suggest that you do the same um, because you want to know exactly what your competition is doing. And that'll help you um, figure out exactly where you need to be at. And if you're really comparing apples to apples, that's a really, really important uh, number. All right, number seven. Spend lots of time at the property at different times of the day. So a lot of times you'll get a property under contract, and on paper it looks like a certain type of property, but really at night um, there's a drugging hanging out know, outside, or there's wild teenagers that play basketball at night and wake up all the tenants. And you would never know this if you if you're only visiting the property at 3 p.m. every single day or 5 p.m. So What's really important is to check it out at various different times. Um, You wanna see what it's like in the middle of the night. You wanna see what it's like in the morning. You wanna see what it's like at different times. You wanna see if there's any uh, suspicious activity or what the tenant class looks like, if there's any loud music or any issues um, going on with that property. But uh, the best way to do that is to check it out more than once and not just assume that because you saw it once, everything looks great. Uh, But no, go back multiple times at different times of the day make sure you're doing your full due diligence with this thing. Number eight, I would say this is probably the most important one. And this goes together with Murphy's law. We all know, and I'm a baseball guy, so I'm going to use baseball terminology. And we all know that when you're, let's say playing baseball and you got a great team, but you got one guy, there's always that one guy, And he's not a very good fielder and he's not a very good player. So what do you do? You try to hide him, right? You try to be like, oh, you know what? It's not a big deal. We'll put him in right field or we'll put him as catcher. And like, you know what? Like the ball, the ball won't be hit to him as often as everybody else. And we'll probably be fine. And I don't need to tell you, but like you can all probably imagine there's this term and it's called the bull finds you, right? The bull always finds the worst guy on the team. So if you have one weak spot, if you have one liability, the bull's is going to find you. And that is pretty much exactly how real estate works as well. It's Murphy's law. And this is exactly how it goes. If you have a 10 unit property and you checked out nine of them during due diligence But the 10th one, for whatever reason you couldn't get in, it was locked, the tenant didn't wanna let you in, you assumed everything was good, so you're like, ah, we saw nine out of 10, we're good, we don't need to check all 10, let's just go home, we'll call it a day, big, huge mistake. It's literally the same as baseball, the ball's gonna find you, and same here by real estate. You know that in that 10th unit, there's gonna be a massive leak, or there's gonna be massive damage, or there's gonna be some major mold or something. And I can't guarantee this, and it's not always this way, But definitely you wanna be checking out every single unit um, because you just don't want to leave these things to chance. You're also you're most of the times you're gonna be using other people's capital, other people's money and partners and your reputation is at stake and it's just not worth it to shy off and take the cheap way out and just look at most of the units, you wanna go through every single unit. And this doesn't just apply for the units, this applies for the entire property. You wanna check out the entire property, including you wanna get the roof evaluated, you wanna get the basement, the boiler, every single unit. And at every time of the day, you wanna make sure that you leave no stone unturned. So this is basically it. Those are my eight principles for due diligence. Um, There are more and, you know, I'm sure I haven't covered all of them, but this is just a nice baseline um, for anybody doing uh, due diligence on a property that they may want to keep in mind. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate everyone tuning in and I hope I'm adding a lot of value. If there's any um, topics or any information that you guys want me to share or questions that you want me to ask my guests, you guys can email me or reach out and let me know what you want me to talk more about in future podcasts with the guests or with myself, and I'll be happy to do so. Hope I'm adding a lot of value and hope you're all having a great day. Uh, Take care and stay tuned. Thank you.